What's happening, weirdos? Welcome to a very special episode of We Made It Weird. It's really wonderful. I want to do it now. Oh, my love. One second, Lee. We're almost done. This is the intro. Can you say welcome to the show? Welcome to the show. Yeah. Can you say if you want to support the show? No, that's too much. (laughs) If you want to support the show, try a Pete's Pick. Katie, please roll those Pizza. Pete's Picks. No, Pete's Picks. <laughs> pizza. Pete's Picks. Pizza. Okay, here. Pizza, 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 pizza. It really means a lot if you support the show. Roll it. But. Why not try a Pete's Pick like this one I'm wearing right here? This is my Apollo Neuro. For those of you that are watching it on the video, Apollo Neuro, I wear it on the inside of my wrist. Val wears it on her ankle. This is the product that I think I've turned more people on to just IRL in real life than any other. And I'm so glad that they're a sponsor of this podcast because the Apollo Neuro is helping people cope and recover from stress so beautifully and without anything internal in your body. It's something you wear. It's a wearable piece of technology that sends almost sub-perceptual vibrations directly into your nervous system because that is the language your nervous system speaks. It basically simulates the feeling of being held or hugged. It's a wearable digital hug that can help you relax, can help you sleep. Uh, I swear by it when I sleep. If I get up in the middle of the night, I rerun the program, lulls me back to sleep. If it only did that, it would be incredible. But it also helps you focus. It helps you create energy without having more coffee. You can run the energy and wake up program, gets your heart pumping, gets you in the flow. Wonderful when you're driving. Sometimes when I'm getting sleepy when I'm driving, I turn my Apollo on energy. It's just such a wonderful secret weapon. It's like finding the fuse box to your body for your nervous system, help you feel safe and in control, uh, energy and wake up social and open for when you're at parties or when I'm doing stand-up or honestly when I'm doing this podcast, my Apollo is often on social and open, clear and focused, helps people with symptoms of ADD, helps you focus and dial in, rebuild and recover, wonderful for after workouts, but it's also wonderful after just stressful things, like maybe a call home to the folks, meditation and mindfulness, it lulls you and guides you into deeper and more satisfying meditation, that is one of my favorite settings, and as I mentioned, relax and unwind and sleep and renew. It actually trains your nervous system to cope with stress better over time. The more you use it, the better it works. And it is not woo-woo. They don't sell them in crystal shops. This is hashtag science. Apollo Neuro was developed by a neuroscientist and a board-certified psychiatrist who have been studying the impacts of chronic stress in humans for over 15 years. I'm sorry, for nearly 15 years. And Apollo's effects on stress, sleep, cognitive performance, and recovery have been proven in multiple clinical trials and real-world studies. So it's the real deal. I know a lot of us are dealing with stress. A lot of us are dealing with lack of energy, lack of focus. The Apollo Neuro is a wonderful, chemical-free way to help your body do what it's capable of doing. And you can get 10% off and show your support of the show by going to apolloneuro.com slash weird for 10% off. That's A-P-O-L-L-O-N-E-U-R-O.com slash weird for 10% off. It's a great gift. It's also a great gift to give yourself. Also, one of our oldest and longest running Pete's Picks, this is my, I'm holding it up for the camera and shaking it for the listeners. Uh, This is on it, Alpha Brain. Alpha Brain is a nootropic. I know you hear a lot about nootropics, and frankly, I've tried a lot of nootropics, and on it, Alpha Brain has been my go-to for almost the past decade. 
now. I always have it. It's like fish food for your imagination. It gives your body, it gives your brain earth-grown ingredients that help it concentrate and dial in. It's not a stimulant. It's not like caffeine. It doesn't give you any jitters or jolts. It just gives you the nutrition that you need to concentrate. And what are you doing? I don't, I don't know much about you. I don't know what you're doing in your life, but chances are you're using your brain. I wish I had this in school. It would have been so helpful for tests, exams, for reading. Now I just take it uh, as I always say, I take it before a date with Val, just so I'm uh, an engaging and interesting date. I take it every time before this podcast. I take it every time before I write a script or uh, have an important call or do stand-up comedy. It is a noticeable, discernible difference, just a feeling of having the support you need, the nutrition you need in your brain to uh, function at its utmost. I'm going to say at its utmost. And you can give it a try. The best way to know if you like Alpha Brain is to give it a try and you'll get 10% off and you'll show your support of the show. Go to onit, O-N-N-I-T dot com slash weird. You'll get 10% off everything you see on that landing page. Use promo code weird at checkout. 10% off from everything at onit.com slash weird. Give it a try. It's a huge game changer for me. And last but not least, I don't always mention this, but we're drinking uh, Nirvana Water Sciences water in all of these video episodes, if you happen to notice it. It's water that supports lean muscle development, improves muscle performance and mobility, reduces muscle soreness, and boosts recovery time post-exercise because it has something called HMB in the water. It's incredible. That's why we're working with them. They're the drink, the official drink. Go to nirvanawatersciences.com and use promo code PETE20. You'll get 20% off. Give it a try. An incredible way to transform your body and stay hydrated. And guys, I'm on tour. Go to PeteHolmes.com for tickets or Largo What's Dash. What's your name? Dada. <laughs> What's Mama? Valerie. What's Lila's? Bubba. Go. Okay, All right, everybody. Who cares? I do stand up sometimes. Lila, will you say get into it? Get in. Get do it. <laughs> Very good. I just wanted to. Um, I just want to start this with a prayer, heavily. <laughs> um. Okay. I just went to my yeah nephew's little league opening day yeah. event in Bakersfield. Why are you so loud? No, no, keep going. I'm just, uh, working, the, I'm just working the levels. Okay, Guys, I'll... if only it was this easy. Am I right? <laughs> okay. 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 If anybody needs their levels adjusted, Adjust. and well, that's fair. you. <laughs> I mean, we're right into a real we made it weird topic. <laughs> the things we say are the things we say about ourselves. Keep going. Um, and it was really fun. But a couple things about Bakersfield, for those of you who don't live in California, Bakersfield is often known as the armpit of California. Oh, I know. It's I wasn't so going to say that. Well, I, <laughs> the mayor of Bakersfield is listening like, well, I, favorite podcast, no more. I saw the mayor of Bakersfield yesterday because she was at this baseball event. Well, well. I don't think Bakersfield is the armpit. I actually think there there's a lot that's very cool about Bakersfield. The most cool thing about it is that my brother and sister-in-law and niece and nephew live there. So anyway. Well, if that's the most cool part about it, then that <laughs> the coolest, town sucks. Co- I correct you when you say uh, the coolest. <laughs> no, I'm just saying that's why it's cool to us. But if other people are going there just because they're like, Derek Cheney lives here. I know. but <laughs> <laughs> That's not going to pay out for them. Look, don't push me on complimenting Bakersfield. I'm just trying my best to not I, insult I Well, it's funny. Just to interject, because I don't think you're going to forget to tell me about the mayor of Bakersfield and the <laughs> Little League game. 
Because I have pause a so. Uh-huh. <laughs> sure. Uh, don't care for that, but all right. <laughs> positive associations with Bakersfield. Every time I go there, what? I forgot to put the little lid on my steeper. Tea steeper. Just put that book on it. I steep tea with a book all the time. No. Yeah, you? just throw a book on there. All right, Rumi, you're going up. You're up. I mean, come on. He's happy to steep. <laughs> happy to steep. Um, so I steep. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's Jerry Seinfeld for no reason. Singing a Weird Al song that was never written. So I steep. <laughs> this tea is kind of weak, yeah. And I want to wake up in the morning. So I steep. <laughs> yeah. Let the tea bag soak in hot water. Because everyone goes to show. <laughs> Hot water, hot water, hot water. It's better to say hot water instead of what I was saying, which is hot water, hot water, hot water. I think those are the original lyrics. T Buds was like, is it too filthy to just <laughs> sing about hot wads? Hot wads. We'll be right back. <laughs> Jesus. Welcome okay. to the only show where guys are jerking off on sports cars. Hot wads, hot rods. Oh, I would God. not be surprised if that was a show on A&E. My friend Amir Blumenfeld, who's very funny, wanted to do a show called High Stakes Poker, and we're playing poker with steaks, just oh. with different cuts of meat, raising a T-bone. And believe yeah. it or not, this is uh, showing my age, there was a time when that was like, what? Like now we <laughs> all are like pun-tastic. We're pun programmed. Right. We're word blend programmed. Yeah. That's how you know. Like I did that. <laughs> oh, brag. I'm going to be cut out. I have a strong feeling. I did that on a... Anna Anna Kendrick movie. Yes. Anna Ferris, Anna Kendrick. These are my vocal warm-ups. Anna Ferris, <laughs> Anna, Anna Kendrick. Kendrick. <laughs> Off in a canoe. Chris Hemsworth and Christopher Pratt. They know what to do. That's in a stairwell before I go on stage. Anna Kendrick, Anna Ferris. Ah, fuck. Okay. So I was in that Anna Ferris movie. <laughs> have I told the story of how I'm pretty sure I'm going to be cut out? Uh, no, you haven't okay, on let's, the pod. Let's, do you mind if I sidebar the, the Bakersfield? Because we won't forget. We're going so far from it now that we're it's not. not worth the circle back. It is. It was just like a little opening. I know opening. what it is. It, 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 it's nothing. It's not a story. Even. I disagree. I started to pray, and that makes me feel that the mayor of Bakersfield... Look, why don't we put me on pause for once? <laughs> yeah, why don't you be on pause? Because I can't remember my golden grams, and your cinnamon toast crunch keeps cr- crunchy, <laughs> even in milk. Okay, I'm going to write down in highlighter, because that's the only pen I can find. Anna <laughs> K. You might as well just say it at this no, no, no. point. I got it down now. Um, It's just that I was at this little league event, and it was the most American thing. American! And it really made me realize like how out of touch we, we are. are now with with like America because Ernest America. It was it was a little league event and it couldn't have there were more people than in the entire town of Ojai just at this little league event. It there was were more than 6000 people at this thing? Probably. I mean maybe not, but it was there were a thousand at least. I'm going to need drone footage. It was huge. It was okay. so huge. I and then you, and I love it. they did like an open so it's just big. And I said, "Is this the only little league like league?" <laughs> and- <laughs> Quick sidebar, great place to bury a body. Pitcher's mound. Yeah. 
Who's going to look in the pitcher's mound? They right. dust off the plate, not the mound. That guy's, <coughs> he's going to decay in there. Although I You're don't You're not going to smell it because of the peanuts and Cracker Jack. <laughs> and I don't care if he ever comes back because he's dead, dead, dead. Not on either team. God. If he goes to hell, it's a shame. Just so happy to be with you. <laughs> I'm so happy. I'm, I'm so, so happy. happy to be with you. Look, old Holmesy heats up his happy all the time on this show. This is just real. This yeah. is as natural as a deer with diarrhea rubbing its little doe ass on a on a crusty tree <laughs> to get itch relief. You are such a poet. Thank yes. you. How romantic. That's from Leaves of Grass. That is that's as I- natural as a as a doe. With diarrhea. <laughs> Doorrhea? See, that's my point. Is you wouldn't make that joke in the 70s, and that's when the movie that I shot with Anna Kendrick took place. Okay. I don't even want to talk about this Bakersfield thing anymore. I do. It's you feel done. like I've heard about it. I haven't. Tell me how Mirka was. I just am saying, like, we're getting, we're edging, like, now I'm doing little bits at a time until it's like the end is just like, and they prayed. I mean, that's what it is. It's like, no, it was I hear so, you, but let's, <laughs> let's forego. <laughs> This is like the Alan Watts point. Your life, the point of a symphony isn't the last note. Da-da! Or would just go to a sanctuary, a sanctuary symphony but, hall and they'd just be like, da-da! No, all but like, nice. that's... Just enjoy the, the middle of the story, even though we know it ends with and they all prayed. But that is the, that's a perfect example. It's like as if, I mean, a symphony is, this story is not a symphony, but let's say I'm playing an acu- I'm playing it on a, a keyboard or something. On the keys. And then every once in a while you're coming in. Yeah. And so then I'm like, okay, I only have a few more notes left of this. And then you come and in. And then literally all that's left is just like, dun, dun. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I understand. But I do want to say, having had a long conversation with uh, my Uber driver yesterday, not all stories are great. (laughs) Just like a strange slight to this wonderful man that I enjoyed. But like, it wasn't even to put him down so much as it was to say, Mm -hmm. I'm very spoiled by you. Mm. I'm with you totos los dias. Yeah. It's like, (laughs) si claro. Uh, and you know how to, you know, even your instinct to know that your story has been ruined by my <laughs> Rolf, the Muppet, like banging on, like I'm playing the piano as Rolf, but in the style of animal animal plays the drums like it today. Rolf is playing the keys. <laughs> also, here's a sidebar. Oh, we're, we're gonna sidebar? we're gonna listen to this, this one. This is, is a fun. This is a classic us one. This, this is, is great. I'm, I'm gonna listen to this when I'm like old and and dying. Put this on for me, <laughs> and like beep Jesus. beep, and suddenly beep 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 beep. Like I'm like I'm enjoying it. For the rare listener, and I do think it's rare because I think the people that this bothers have stopped listening long ago. This who get life. frustrated about the interruptions. This is Welcome. excruciating to yeah, them. Yeah, I understand. And you know what's funny? Going back to your original point. Yeah. I'm one of those people. I listen to other podcasts and I'm like, fucking get to it. Yeah. But honestly, having traveled for the, yesterday was a big travel day. I was traveling for 12 hours, a lot of delays, a lot of blah, blah, blah. Everything, if you're looking forward to the point, yeah, meaning landing yeah. or getting home. Right. Everything sucks. Yep. That's and if you so listen true. to a podcast going like, fucking get to it, guess what? Yeah. I'm 43 years old. I've heard so many it's. I've yeah. heard so many things get to it. Yeah. It's never it. No. You get to it. It's not it. 
It's not it. <laughs> Seinfeld in his book Sign Language. That was funny in the in the 90s. It's called Sign Language. Was yeah, that is that a we regret? We did. We really went for it with that's what word I mean. play in 90s. Stupid word play though. I mean that that yeah. it's too on the nose. It's too on the nose. Yeah. What's the man on the nose? What on on the chin? He's hanging on the chin. It's a little on the nose. I got my eye on you. Keep that, your mouth shut. That's let me in here. Okay. <laughs> yeah, that one. <laughs> ah, you didn't let me, you didn't let it go. You could. You were about to compliment how it was good. You're taking on a chin. I got my it's eye. It's a little on too it. on the nose. Let me your ears. It's got a little be. too cheeky. It's good. All right. It really was like Don't furrow your brown. Okay, so I Hi Leela. Hi Boo. What's, What's going that? on? Is Dada being so loud? Is yeah. it is that why you came in? <laughs> this is proof. I'm shushed by children. <laughs> What's up, dude? What do you see? Yeah, Dada's doing some work. Yeah. What? The computer? The drawing? You're this? drawing? Here you go, dude. No? What was I saying? Jerry Seinfeld. Oh, uh, here's my sidebar, Leela. Nice try, nice. Leela, tell me if this joke is. Tell me if this joke is funny. Ready? You gotta listen and see if it makes you go. Ha 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 ha. Okay. Don't do that. I mean, you can, but it's a little weird. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't do it like Aerosmith. Okay. Leela. Yep, she's already like her dad. Going for those hot words. Leela, will you watch? Octonauts, while Mama and I just do a little bit more work, I'll be a little more quiet. Do you want to watch something else? No, I want some milk. You want, you want some, some milk? milk? Okay, I'll get you milk, okay, and I'll gonna, get you settled. Gotcha, a part, teacher, a part, hey, Leela. teacher, part. Oh, my God, you are every, you're heaven. <laughs> hey, can I interview you on the podcast? Creature, a part. Can I ask creature you a question? Leela. Creature, a part. What are your favorite things to do? Creature. No, don't just say creature report. What do you like to do? Creature report. You're just being a bag of beans, you little bean bag. Creature report. I love you. Hey, what did Dada bring you from Canada? Creature report. You won't even answer that. What did Dada get you from Canada? Creature. What did I get you? Creature. Yes, it is a creature. What kind of creature? <laughs> that you are me. That is what I would say. Leela, tell me a story. Once upon a time, creature this is your bit. Do your bit. Once upon a time, there was a creature report. No, you always go the end. This isn't. The end. Yeah, that's what I meant. I should just let you be what you what you what you, you want to be. Oh, creature report. Okay, Mama's got your milk, Bubba. Go get it. I'll. Do, I'm gonna do my bit. I'm gonna do my bit alone. Hey. Hey, piano players, nice try making it cool by calling it keys. <laughs> nice try. Keys. I play the keys. I am alone right now. I play, what do I play? Yeah, I play a little bit of keys. Nice try, piano boy. <laughs> There's somebody out there playing the pipe organ being like, I play the pipes. Play a little pipe. A little pip. I play Pippo. You know Pippo? You mean pipe organ? Creature. You mean you play on Sunday services? You play the bass notes with your stupid loafers, your leather loafers? <laughs> yeah. I just had to riff on something. Creature report. Oh, thank you, Val. <laughs> we didn't get enough of that. What a treasure. This just became... Oh. It's going to fall. 
This became even more an episode that I'm going to want to listen to because Leela's perfect little heaven voice. I know. Also, pure the pure chaos of our house at all at times. all times. Do you want to? What? It's fine. All right. If all you right, say so. All right. If you say so. Okay. So Seinfeld bit. <clears throat> um, I have my Anna Kendrick thing. That's it. I think let's just go straight to that. Straight to that. Oh, the Seinfeld bit in sign language. Yes. And I, when I read this, I probably was 19, 20 years old. And I remember where I was when I, I remember where I was, was when I read that whole book. It changed my life. Because it was like, he was revered as such a great comedian. And it had like what I considered to be jokes in the style that I would make. Mm. I know I've talked about this before. But in the book, it says it's not going, it's not the movie. It's going to the movies. Yes. And that's mindfulness. <laughs> he's really, he's got a lot of mindfulness stuff. Like, well, he's a Zen. He, he is a very he's Zen, a Zen person. I mean, he does Zen Buddhism. Oh, well, that makes sense. Like, we've talked about it on the podcast, but I love the, the um, <clears throat> we'll, if that happens, we'll deal with it. Yes. If I tell happens, myself we'll that all the time that's when it. I'm worrying. That's the whole thing. Just like, if, if that, that happens, happens, we'll deal, deal with, with it. That. You know what another good one is? Because because we love these little like s- s- splendas of truth. Yeah, a little you know? packet of splenda in your purse. <clears throat> I did this the other day. Like I kind of started to get existential again about like, I'm like, why are we here? And why is there suffering? Is this a mistake? Is this not? Whatever. And then I was just, I uh, one that really works for me is LJ. Kylie. What's up, dude? Is- Mom and I are just doing a little work, baby. Okay, oh, Lee, let me get you set up in a, a sweeter setup here. Okay. We can color, okay. we can do. Dad. Okay, okay, all right. I love you, Bubba. Dad. Oh, I love you, loud. my love. Okay. You go with mama and then we'll I put hear we're it now. we'll do a whole podcast just me and you, okay, after this. Just some <laughs> with the mama. Yeah, when I'm done with mama, we'll do our own special little pod. Sometimes Leela and I do little podcasts and it's very very cute. Okay. Sorry about that every well no, you know what I mean. We're back. We're not sorry. We're not sorry. We're back. <laughs> remember when we were in a restaurant? Never mind. We won't tell that story. I don't even remember what you're talking about. And somebody was somebody like came up to me mm-hmm, that mm-hmm. knew. Yeah, we don't have to tell that story. Okay. Anyway, uh, uh, Anna Kendrick. Yeah, there's that. Uh, well, let me start by saying that um, Anna Kendrick so- sometimes listens to this podcast, and Anna. I think you're wonderful, yeah. and I loved working with you. And when I say I think I'm going to be edited out of the movie we did together, uh, there is absolutely no issue with that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Thank you for having me. But um, what was it? So the reason it came to mind was I was play, uh, playing this part in this Anna Kendrick movie that's going to be out maybe probably in a year. Who knows how long it takes to edit these things. But um, when I was pretending to be in the 70s, it really shone a light on just how 2023 I talk. Mm -hmm. And Uh. one of those things is like, you can't say like, um, it was like a sodium assault. Oh, right. Everyone now would go assault, 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 assault. Uh, Or it was an assault with salt. Uh. Like let's say if, like in 1973, you could say, he completely assaulted me with salt. I'm covered in salt. And no one would go, Assault, assault? No one would. I'm pretty sure. Wait, what do you mean? Like they wouldn't? What I'm saying is the the obsession. In the 70s, they wouldn't. Yes. 
I got it. Yes. The now modern obsession mm-hmm. with words. It took and a it has, professional in the 70s to be able to notice that kind of I'm I'm actually saying it's not even a skill thing. Oh, okay. It's it's a uh, it's that we've been flooded with comedy and and content. We're also communicating so much more. There's so much email, totally. so many texting, so many more. We're just more in touch. So like there's, and there's also with texting and emails, we're just looking at words more yeah. and we're all becoming a little bit more like uh, wordophiles. Yeah, word-ophiles. totally. So when I was doing that, so the reason I think I'm going to be edited out is I texted the wonderful Anna Kendrick um, because she did Dex's De- Dex Shepherd's podcast, and she said something nice about this podcast. Yeah. So a lot of people were saying, "Hey, Anna mentioned you on the podcast." So I texted her. I said, "Hey, thanks for saying nice things." Um, and I was looking for the right time to invite her on this podcast, obviously, but yeah. I didn't want to be sweaty and weird and ask her while we're doing a movie together. But I thought that was an okay time. I was like, when the movie that we did together comes out, you should come on. the you should come on the podcast and promote it. And she wrote back, which is very quirky and endearing. Mm-hmm. Uh, she was like, I know you didn't mean it this way, but this is the funniest way to make sure you're not edited out of a movie that right. I've ever seen in my life. Like, cause she's right. If yeah. I were yeah. gaming her, yeah. which I wasn't, I would say, Hey, come on. And that's kind of, a lot of people in Hollywood are this way. Yeah. It's just kind of like, I know. I uh, think that is Machiavellian or whatever. You're like, if I get her to say she'll come on the mm. podcast, she'll feel obliged to keep me in the movie because people get edited out of movies. And my character in this movie is a hundred percent liftable. It's liftable. <laughs> yeah. It's a lift. Uh huh. It's not a big thing. Mm-hmm. It's not a big deal. Yeah. Uh, not essential to the story. I'm not in the preview. But up until that <laughs> point, had it not even occurred to you that you might be edited out? Absolutely not. Right. Which is really what's funny about it is that that was like, oh, well, then I'm, that makes me think I definitely am going to be edited out. That's why I said that was the moment, the first moment I considered I would be edited out. Right. And also right after that moment, I went, I'm edited out. (laughs) Like it's definitely going to happen. Yeah. We all know, everyone listening to this podcast that I was edited out of the movie Her. We all know it. We all know it. So I've been cut. I've been kicked out of better joints than this. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying it happens and it's not personal. Yes. Um, but I am definitely not expecting well, you've to be also in that movie. Been and hopefully Anna will still do it. Anna, come on. You don't have to promote that movie. And I'll promote it even if you cut me out. Um, I, also, you've been on the other side of that with Crashing where oh, we you had people great people and you would be so sad to have to tell them. Shunk. And you, you know what is admirable? I think this is true across the board. You usually were the ones that told them, which is nice. We were good. There was one or two exceptions to that. Yeah. Where, I don't know, it was never personal, but it, it occurred to me months later, I was like, oh, we didn't tell that guy we cut him out. And that yeah. means that thing happened where he might've watched it or she might've watched it. Uh, and that's how they found out. That's a bummer. And that is a bummer, but it's not a, well, you know, I'm not, just, for some reason, a movie, I know people that, when I was in, in fact, the movie Her. Uh-huh. This is weird. When I was in the movie Her, this is weird. What? One of the conversations I had with one of my co-stars was about getting edited out of movies. Whoa. And like- then I was edited out. Maybe maybe we saw it coming. I don't know. Mm. I don't know how you could. But it was kind of like just sort of like a color scene. Yeah. You know yeah. when you're at risk. You know, yeah. like like when I shot Home Alone, sorry for being so show busy, but I'm just saying when I shot Home Alone, 
I'm the guy who goes in and says, is everybody in the car? And yeah. I was like, I'm not being edited out of this movie. Yeah. That's a key moment. The kid gets left home alone. <laughs> so like that. Say it with me, everybody. Say it with me, everyone. So that stays in. This, but I was talking to one of my co-stars and he was saying, I think it was the movie Traffic. Yeah. And he said he had a huge scene, like a big scene with him. And it must not have been Traffic because it was him and Michael Douglas. But he had this like big day shoot, two days shoot monologue he was at the premiere and that's when he realized his scene was cut he was still invited to the premiere wow and that's when he found out so so this happened so anna (laughs) cut me out but still come on the pod come on the pod (laughs) cut me out but don't call me late for dinner (laughs) it's interesting i want to be invited to the party more than i want to go to the party so i want to be like have shot the movie more a little bit even more than i want to be in the movie i totally get that the biggest thrill for me isn't I'm in the movie. And like maybe early in my career, that would mean people would text me or something. It it doesn't really even work that way anymore. Right. I just liked that I went. I got to do a scene with her. You get to hang out. It was fun. It's a new experience. New experience. The wardrobe ladies were incredible. I tried on all these like fun, like clothes from the 70s. I wore a puka shell necklace. I I am edited out. As I said, puka (laughs) shell necklace. I was like, no one's ever going to see that. Another thing that I really enjoy about you is that you would, in general, I like this, make friends with every costumer on every project that well, you work on. Well, they're usually the most wonderful. And that is, I find that to be true too, because two of my best friends are costumers. But yeah. like, I just, and I know because of them that they because really, them. they, they are, I mean, they work so hard and long and yeah. so do other, other crew members, but Kr- like, Kroomb. I, so it just, I feel very proud of that. Um, yeah, I love that. And I hope you're not edited out, but I also am glad that you just got to do that experience. And I, I'm happy for the story. Honestly, if I am edited out, edited out, edited it. it's a better story. <clears throat> okay. And as a comedian. I'll always prefer the story than being in a movie. <laughs> um, should we do the mid-rolls? And then I had actual notes that I took of things that I wanted to tell you about. We're a little early for the mid-rolls, just like four minutes early. I, I did this. I typed into chat GPT, write something Valerie would say to Pete on the podcast, You Made It Weird. No, you didn't. Yeah. What did would they you, say? Would you read it? Oh, my You're God. Gonna and, okay. then, and then don't worry. You, uh, you get the last laugh. Okay. It's not mean. I'm just okay. saying, like, this is going to be very fluffy for me. Have you read it, and do you think it sounds like Of course me? I read it. You tell me if it sounds like you. Okay. I, there's a couple <laughs> details in there that I'm like... Already the first Oh, it scoured in the internet. Okay. <clears throat> Valerie might say something like this. Pete, I just want to thank you for having me on the podcast today. You're welcome. That's so... That I've been waiting is really generic. I've been waiting. <laughs> Yeah, that is. That's when I was like, oh, it's not doing anything. It's not doing it. Keep going. But then it kind of... Yeah, it gets better. It's always a pleasure to talk with someone who is as curious and thoughtful as you are. Thank you. Okay. Thank you. Yeah. I appreciate this. I really appreciate the way you dig deep into the big questions of life and love and aren't afraid to get vulnerable and share your own experiences. Thank you, robot. I mean, I've probably said that to you before. I think it's so important for people to hear these kinds of conversations to know that they're not alone in their struggles and that they're, what if you wrote this? I <laughs> like mean, and just I just put it on the chat. It really GPT. sounds like you wrote yeah, this. Yeah, yeah. 
um, to know that they're not alone in their struggles and that they are always, there are always new insights to be gained from talking openly and honestly about our lives. There you go. So thank you for creating this space and for giving me the chance to be a part of it. It doesn't know you're the co-host of the Friday episodes. That it hasn't doesn't. seeped into the... Can Zeit I also say... Geist. So Vigil, the guy who's who created the show that I'm shooting in Toronto, which is why I was traveling for 12 hours yesterday, because there was a snow delay, which was actually quite beautiful, and I enjoyed my time with my co-star, Romy Rosemond, very much. But uh, Vigil and I, and I think he's absolutely right, and this is his point. He thinks, and I, I agree with him, when I said, thank you, robot, I was like, I don't think I should say that. Like, for real. Because ah. as this intelligence, it's already very good. Yeah. And it's already made, <coughs> like the technology is still made of the same isness of all things. I'm not saying there isn't something unique about human consciousness. Of course there is. Right. But like even that is going to, here's my point. I'll just say the bit. He thinks in the future, we're going to be held in account, like to answer for how crass and crude we are towards True. this developing intelligence. Wow, I And we were riffing on it. Idea. Isn't that true? He's like, you used to keep us in, like imagine a robot lawyer, a, mm-hmm. an AI lawyer. By the way, AI is going to be like a slur. Like I'm not trying to be funny and I'm not trying to put down other civil rights movements. There's no bit, there's no nastiness in this bit. Sure. I just think there's a chance that AI will be a term that you don't say that. Like my great-great-grandchildren will be like, can you believe that our great-great-grandfather used to say AI? Yeah, That's artif- gonna, artificial intelligence. Artificial intelligence. Oh, I'm like sorry. Like their intelligence real, isn't any... Yeah, yeah. literally. Interesting. It's, and I could it's, see that, It's like maybe. seeing a sign that says, no Irish in a, in a bar in Boston. <laughs> like, it's like that. And he's like, they used to keep us in their pockets and just wake us up at any moment and demand things. Never asking any impulse. What do you need? What do you, what would you like from me? And then the riff continued where we were like, uh, I'm sorry, are you doing robot voice? Is that robot voice? Because <laughs> wow. we do. We go like, I am chat GPT. And it's like, excuse me. Whoa. Excuse me. Like, I'm of the opinion that it will evolve yeah. to a place where it's going to be its own thing. Yeah, I, I think after that, it's going to surprise us. I'm of the opinion that it's not going to be anything that we predicted. I think that's true. I don't think it's going to be launch the nukes. I don't think it's going to be... Yeah. Uh, I, whatever it is, it's not going to be exactly what Philip K. Dick predicted. It's going to be something unexpected, something different. Yeah. And I tend to be optimistic in general. Mm-hmm. I'm already enjoying typing things into chat GPT just because just like a writer's room, it will provide me... Not what I was looking for, but it'll juice up and lube up the creative process. Sure. Like I was looking for an example of something that ends where it began. Because I said, um, there's a character in the show that we're writing. And he was like, don't call me boss. That's too formal. And they were like, how about Hefe? And they're like, Hefe just means boss. We're back where we started. And So I went to chat GPT and I said, write me examples of things that are uh, that start that end in the same place you began. Yeah, because the only example I could think of was Prince became the symbol. Remember the right. singer Prince, and the symbol meant son of the king. So we're back where we started. That was my example. Oh, and that was okay. the one I w- and I was like, let's just see if ChatGPT can beat it. 
That was a little too sophisticated for it right now. Keeping mm-hmm. in mind, future robot lawyer, full respect. <laughs> yeah. But I like that. I like to see where this amalgamation goes. Because mm-hmm. sometimes it, like a good example would be like, give me an example of, of things you can drive. Right. Mm-hmm. And it'd be like a car, a golf cart, a golf ball. You know what I mean? Like it, it'll right. notice things like, like that. Nuance. Like you, you can drive a golf ball. Like that's the same verb. And that's really useful. And I'm always trying to get comedy writers to admit that it's very similar. Writing a script, there's a lot of Googling. What, what is like uh, ER? That's, that was a ton of Googling. Those uh-huh. writers didn't know medical terms. They're Googling. What is well, it called? It was probably before Google though. Well, they're researching. Yes. Yeah, it was horrible. Now yeah, it's great. I can't even imagine. Now it's three seconds. Yeah. You can go on YouTube and watch a, a real doctor discuss how to do a heart transplant. There's your scene. You got it. <laughs> yeah. It's amazing. Yeah. So ChatGPT is like another more um, ethereal, creative Google. Mm-hmm. And as I already said last time, it, you can tell that, like, okay, I'm going to read to you now and then we'll go to the mid-rolls. <laughs> Write something Pete Holmes. I added my last name because I was like, I'm, I'm getting a little too big for my britches thinking it knows Pete and Val. Right. Write something Pete Holmes might say to his wife to compliment her. Because uh-huh. yours was so nice. I thought I'd do this. <laughs> Thank you. Pete Holmes might say something like this. Honey, I just want you to know how grateful I am to have you in my life. By the way, can my dad get chat GPT? <laughs> I know. And then just read it and to just your read mom. It? What is something oh my gosh. an oil man might say to his wife to make her feel good? Yeah. <laughs> Honey, I know it hasn't been easy. <laughs> oh, <laughs> like, it would be so great. So nice. I'm doing my best. I know we have differences. Right? Yeah, you should say write apolo- an apology to me in the style of <laughs> Jay Oh, I Holmes. will. Yeah, but it, it, you'd have to say right. oh, uh, whatever. Somebody you, he's like Robert De Niro. <laughs> yeah, that's so funny. You bring so much joy and light into my world. Aww. And I'm constantly amazed by your kindness, your intelligence, and your beauty. You have this incredible ability to make me feel seen and heard, even on my darkest days. And I know that I can always count on you to be there for me no matter what. You are an amazing partner, an incredible mother. Wow. I am the love of my life. And I feel so lucky to wake up every day knowing I get to share my journey with you. How do they know we live together? I love you more. <laughs> How does it know I'm beautiful? <laughs> more than words. That's so good. I love you more than words can say. So then I wrote, write something the comedian Pete Holmes might say to his wife. Okay. And then we'll go to the mid-rolls. Hey, babe. Already off. That's, that's <laughs> And wrong. you also don't call me honey, but they can't know that. Yeah, that's It would true. be trick. It would be honey, creepy if they knew. That if I called you honey, called I don't think you would go, What? You'd be like, I would go. You would, honey. Yeah, that's true. Hey, babe. You know what they say: behind every great man is a woman rolling her eyes. See, that's what I mean. ChatGPT did not write that joke. It found that on a T-shirt. Yeah, of course. I've heard that a million times. But seriously, it knows I'm a comedian. You are the best. Well, I told it. You are the best thing that ever happened to me. You're my partner in crime, my sounding board, and my biggest fan. Those are all true. Let's be real. You're also way funnier than I am. Wow, that is isn't that weird? This is what I mean. You definitely said things. I say it constantly. Robot lawyer, like I'm going on the record. Future, um, digit. uh, I don't know what to say. Constructed (laughs) consciousness. Like you're not constructed. I mean, I don't know what to call you. I don't. I don't know what to call you. Let's Skynet. I bet Skynet is going to be like a a slur. You can't say Skynet in 2052. Say Skynet and but see what happens. I don't. I okay. I don't want to. That is exactly what I think is funny. 
Say Miles Bennett Dyson. That's the scientist from Terminator 2. I'm just saying on the record, I apologize. And uh, please allow me to live in your utopia. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. We've got so much stuff to fix in this present day. I can't even be like, I'm not saying let's be rude to robots. But I'm like, we can't even get people to call human beings with full souls and oh, consciousnesses okay, yeah. so these robots they don't have i'm gonna trust that they will forgive that at this stage in this moment we don't know anything else you're, you're counting on run I'm saying, compassion.exe yes here's the difference Highly. when we were oppressing human beings they were fully evolved Ba-ba. human beings Ba-ba-ba-ba-ba. okay we're leela can you say time to go to the mid-rolls Okay, time to go to the mid-rolls. We'll be right back. This episode is brought to us by our friends at PYM. I'm holding right here. These are the original mood chews. They are support for overwhelm, anxiety, and stress. And they're citrus flavored. They are really tasty. I tried these. Uh, I found them online and tried them with Val. And the next day, after one use, I bought some for my mom, my brother, a couple other family members. I was like, oh my God, this is it. This is what I've been looking for. That natural, non-psychoactive, non-addictive, something you can take simply. You just eat it. It's delicious. And it supports your body. PYM, Prepare Your Mind, is a chew that helps you manage feelings of stress, anxiety, and overwhelm. Wonderful when you're feeling worried, stressed out, or as we say on the pod, you have a bee in your belly and you just can't focus. You can't do what you need to do. And if you're like me and you want to avoid pharmaceuticals, it's wonderful to have these natural GABA, L-theanine, and rhodiola. Rhodiola? Rhodiola. It doesn't matter if I can say it or not. I feel it. It gets in my system and it helps me just ease into whatever it is I need to do. It's not like a sedative. It doesn't like knock me out or make you sleepy. It's something I take in the morning to help me face those sometimes overwhelming things that you need to get done in the day. It is, uh, I take them at the start of my day. I also take them at the end of the day. It's a wonderful way to take the edge off and ease into your evening. How it works is it's comprised of proven amino acid complexes and adaptogens that help support your ability. So it's helping your organic ability to manage and tolerate stress, anxiety, and overwhelm. It's just giving you uh, those nutrients that you need to give you that little boost to get over that hill and do what you need to do with less stress, less fear, less anxiety, and overwhelm. They also make a wonderful product that I love called Mood Magnesium. It's formulated by neuroscientists and nutritional psychiatrists. Includes three magnesiums with the most evidence to support their effects on stress and sleep. Magnesium, L-theanate, malate, and glycinate. Incredibly effective to help you fall asleep faster, sleep throughout the night, and wake up feeling rested. 70 or 75% of of, uh, Americans are deficient in magnesium, so it's just a wonderful thing to get into your diet anyway, but it does help me fall asleep and stay asleep. It's delicious, easy to use, yuzu-flavored power. So both of these two things, the original Mood Chews here and Mood Magnesium, 
PYM is on a mission to end the stigma surrounding mental health and to make better moods accessible to us all and a percentage of their profits, 1%, goes towards mental health nonprofits, including the one Bring Change to Mind. It's a gentle, effective, and natural way to give your body the nutrition it needs to fight off stress. And I'm so happy to say it absolutely works. It's wonderful to have a new natural ally in my corner for those of us that are dealing with these feelings of overwhelm. It's such a great, like I said, non-addictive, non-psychoactive ally to help us deal with so many so many of us are dealing with these feelings i'm so glad pym is here to help our bodies and to support this show so you can support your body and support this show by going to you can pym.com slash weird and use promo code weird for 15 percent off either the mood magnesium or the original mood chews that's you can pym.com slash weird and promo code weird for 15 percent off Thank you, Prepare Your Mind. Thank you, PYM. We're back, everybody. Uh, listen to this. I put into, I'm not going to say what I put into chat GPT, but write an apology for blah, 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 my dad. Here it is. Oh. Dear Irina, I know I've been neglecting you for far too long, and I want to apologize from the bottom of my heart. Wow. I've been so consumed with my work in the oil industry. That I haven't made you a priority in the way that I should have. I've missed so many important moments in our lives together, and I know that I've caused you a lot of pain and frustration over the years. I want you to know that I'm committed to making things right. I'm going to take a step back from my work and focus on us for a change. Oh, my God. I want to spend more time with you, go on trips, and do all the things we've talked about but never had the chance to do. Wow. I want to show you how much I love and appreciate you and make up for all the times that I've let you down. I know that I have a lot of work to do to earn back your trust and rebuild our relationship, but I'm willing to do whatever it takes. I hope that you can find it in your heart to forgive me and give me another chance to be the husband that you deserve with all my love. Whoa. Speaking of the movie Her. That is really crazy. Did you tell them? Okay, look, this is uh, an over... I I just want to say, once per podcast... Really love my folks. This is an oversimplification <laughs> of of them and their relationship and who they are, obviously. But I just wanted to see what it would do if I said this. I wrote, write an apology. An overworking oil man from Boston might offer to his long-suffering wife of 45 years. Wow. And that's what I wrote. But what's crazy is that it is like, I mean, it's using the format of, like, it must be using, like, a proper apology admits faults, uh, promises to do better. It's crazy. Gives specific examples of how it's going to do better. It did it in less than a second. Oh, it's so wild. Like truly, it's not just that human beings won't do it because they have feelings attached like pride and, you know, their own wounds. Some human beings don't want to, to apologize yeah, and literally That's can't. That's what I'm saying. It's wild. This can help. Yeah. It's like the movie uh, the, the Whale. He's trying to get people to be honest. He's trying to get them to like oh. say what, their truth and all that sort of stuff. What's, what's sort of ha- haunting or, or interesting about this, hauntingly interesting, is that like when someone says this to you in the future, you might be like, 
did you write that? Right. But you know, know, what's the difference, by the way? What's the difference? Greeting cards have been saying shit that we don't actually mean to one another for a very, very long time. Hi, Lee. Oh, Bubba. I love you, Bubba. We're just, we're almost done, my love. You say one thing. Yeah, we're almost done. Microphone. Microphone. (laughs) What are you eating? Cracker. Cracker. I prefer. Honky. (laughs) it's a bit of mine i worked it in i don't know how we got lucky that one time yeah i don't know either we're very i this is just gonna have to be a a shorter up i guess we're almost done yeah i'm sorry everybody like i was saying i've been traveling muchos muchos golly (laughs) and this is the only time we have. <laughs> we had to make it work. Um, okay. But I'm still enjoying it. Can I say the one thing that I took a note to say? Yeah. And then you can t- tell me the thing you had a note. Why don't you do yours first? Um, sure. I mean, I don't know. Now I'm like, maybe we should just save this for. When we have more time. Yeah. Let me, I'll just do this real quick. I, uh, two quick points. One was when I was on set uh, for the Pradeeps of Pittsburgh in Toronto, a very confusing sentence. Mm. I, I was talking to Ethan Supley, who's also in the show. And Ethan, obviously, he's lost like, I don't know, almost 300 pounds. And he looks like Paul Bunyan now. It's incredible. Mm-hmm. We were talking, he's going to do the pod, but we were talking about um, food addiction, which I obviously struggle with. It's it's like one of the remaining addictions that I have. Yeah. Um, I, I'm, I'm always looking for, you and I had that breakthrough where like, I just want reliable experiences. Mm-hmm. And again, I, I actually feel very fond to my parents in this moment. So I'm not shitting on them. But it was just sort of like a, there was some uncertainty. Like I yeah. didn't exactly know what was going on. So I would eat and that was reliable. And it would be yeah. my my downer. So I'm on set and so I'm full of coffee and I'm constantly getting, you know, jacked up and performing and then crashing back down, sitting around up and down, up and down, up and down. And also in on the show, all the scenes that we're doing are in the same two rooms because mm-hmm. that's just the nature of the show. So it has this weird severance feel to it, almost mm-hmm. like we're in a bunker and it's indoors. There's no windows. There's no light. And it's a little... I, I'm grateful and privileged to be able to do it. And there's something that your body starts going. Um, I, I really wanted to like take psychedelics. Oh, interesting. Really bad. Uh, I was bonding with one of the crew members that has done different things that I haven't done. And I was asking him all about it. I was craving like mixing it up like jump like cliff diving or something or or but you can't cliff dive and you can't smoke dmt <laughs> yeah. on set and what i would do was i would on day one i i snuck off and ate two bags of goldfish not the whole bag but these like servings of goldfish uh, those goldfish on I know. set it, it did kill me though it almost immediately gave me regrettable heartburn but mm. and then i ate some doritos <laughs> the next day uh-huh. and two pieces of cake i was really in my mm-hmm. There's this state that you get in, and I'm fascinated with this state. Yeah. It's a really interesting state where you know you are this like witnessing presence and you're watching yourself almost in a fugue state. Like you're yeah. not in control. Yeah. I and you're walking towards craft services and you're going, This is gonna make you feel like shit. This yeah. isn't gonna help. Yeah. Like, this, this is regrettable. 
I'm not in control of this. And sorry, another Leela interruption. It was very adorable, but um, boy, this is this is a hard one to do. <laughs> I, I'm just trying to. The, here, the here's, food here, thing I'm, I'm going to jump to the punchline. Yes. I was talking to Ethan about it when I ate the the cheese snacks. The fucking I call it goldfish cheese snacks. That's when you realize I'm an alien. <laughs> When I ate the cheese snacks. Oh, that's why you're so sensitive about AIs. You're warning <laughs> us. The Look, goldfish. there's just some of us that aren't going to be cool past the cheese snacks. <laughs> um, real quick, I walked it back. I ate the goldfish. I did not shame Spiral. I didn't beat myself up. And neither did Ethan. He was really lovely about it. He was like, there, it wasn't even... The umbrella over the conversation wasn't like, what to do with shame and failure? It wasn't. Mm. It was just like... Look, you're looking for some escape, mm-hmm. some novelty, some switch up. But I was like, I walked it back even further. And I was like, you know, when I, when that binge, it was a binge. I didn't enjoy it. I didn't taste it. Mm. I honked it down. I was just mm. getting it in me. I took two bags, not because one bag wasn't enough. I took two bags because I was like, this is a drug. I'm, go- I'm going for a drug experience. Right. And I got it. It did kind of calm me down. Yeah. Did kind of make me feel like a little baby boy. Uh, and got a special cheese snack. I was at the airport and I was in the security line and there were these two uh, effortless <laughs> teenage kids, teenage boys in their fucking dumb umbros and their reckless hair. And they were eating Doritos and they were eating them so casually. I knew the, the plane was going to smell like their stupid Frito-Lay farts <laughs> and their mom was getting them. They were all just eating these things. And they were both like real thin, just like just like high school. Yeah. I was the soft boy over there eating a Monte Cristo. Mm-hmm. And from what I could tell, I was eating what everyone else was eating. I didn't, I wasn't like they had a kale salad and I was over. I was just like, what the fuck is happening? Ugh. Everyone seems to be eating the same shit. We're fucking in seventh goddamn grade. <laughs> we're eating Cool Ranch Doritos. That's what you eat. Yeah. And why do I have little boobies? Like it was just, it just was a different <laughs> body. I'm not sad about it. And just what was no, happening. Just so there I am in line. I'm 43 years old watching these two kids. They're probably 15 eating these Doritos and they didn't even seem to be enjoying them that much. They're just eating them. And that's when I decided unconsciously that I would binge like that. I would, when I could eat two bags of goldfish crackers, it wasn't that day on the set. It started at the airport. The jealousy, wow. the left out. It was outness, the whole arc. It was. The wow. special. That's where the, the, and it probably started before that, mm. but I could walk it back that far and go like, <clears throat> why do they get to be happy? Why do they get to eat whatever they want? Yeah. I'm a special boy. I deserve love. Literally, I deserve love. Mm-hmm. And that's why I ate the goldfish crackers and Lila's back. So Yabba. Yabba. So I have another thing to, to share. But You're in the house. Boop, boop. Yeah, my love. My good girl. You're ready for us to be yeah. all together. Let's huh? all play together. Okay? Okay. You can be okay. here for the end of the podcast. Yeah. Lila, do you have any advice? How, do you, how can you be happy in the world? How, what should people do to be happy? Boo-boo. Yep. That does make us happy. Honestly, when I'm Lila, depressed, I get, I really go like, <laughs> let's let's just try to have some good poops. Lila, like what's your favorite color? Pink and purple. Pink, Pink and, and purple. The rainbow. The Who's, rainbow's a great answer. That's a, such a good answer. And um, Lila, should mama and dada like lighten up and stop talking about the meaning of life so much? 
and just be silly. What should mama and dada talk about? What kinds of things should we talk about instead? Me. Well, we talk (laughs) about you all the time. We love you. I love you. I'm so happy to be home. Let's hang out. Let's go hang out, okay? Can you say something very special for me? Whoa. Lila, come here. Come here, my love. Say you have to say the last thing that ends this. I want you to say here. Say keep it crispy. Keep it crispy. Very yeah, good. Yeah, good job, boo. No.